2: Welcome to Talk Money To Me. I'm Candace Burke. And I'm Felicity Thomas. And this is your Need To Know Wealth podcast, where we make the complex simple. Now, Talk Money To Me is a podcast designed to help educate you on all aspects of your financial landscape, where we draw on our extensive expertise and experience in wealth management and capital markets.
3: Even though we are registered financial advisors, please note that this podcast and the content discussed does not constitute as financial advice, nor as a financial product. The content on this podcast is general in nature and you should seek appropriate professional advice before making any financial decisions. And Felicity, our financial disclaimer is probably more important than ever today as it's our first ever Autopad episode. Very exciting. So all the companies that we will be discussing on our show today are offered in good faith based on the facts known at the time of preparation and do not contain all relevant information in respect of the financial products to which they relate to. So firstly, before we dive in, I want to explain what Autopad is and what it means to us. It's something that Felicity and I use on an everyday basis to place trades on a trading platform that we call Iris on behalf of our clients. So on Iris, through our Autopad, we can do really cool things like set price alerts, you know, watch companies, check out their financials, etc., etc.
2: So we thought, what a fitting name for this episode because in these episodes we want to share with you whether you should buy, sell, hold, or even buy more of a particular stock. So Candace, what do you have for us today?
3: So the company that I'm bringing to the order pad today is a well-known Australian retailer which has been booming of late due to the increase online sales thanks to the current lockdown measures that we're all facing. So it's a small growth cap company which I think will grow into the mid-cap size in the next few years. Hence, it's a buy recommendation based on the growth outlook that I can see. Excellent. Our first buy. Exactly. And the company is Dust Group. So the code on the ASX is DSK, and it's a 200 million AUD
2: market cap. So definitely considered small cap, maybe even micro. You know what, Candice? I reckon this could be a micro cap, right? Because it's under 300 million. I mean, we really do love the small fish in a big pond because there's plenty of room to grow. Exactly. So
3: hence, it's a buy recommendation for me. Lots of runway ahead for the company. So if you're not familiar with the company, Dusk essentially provides home fragrance products. So think candles, diffusers, essential oils, home fragrance-related products, and they sell them through their physical stores and their online store. Dusk has been around since 2014, but it listed on the ASX back in November 2020, and the IPO price was $2 per share.
2: Okay, so I know you actually use all these products because whenever I go to your house, you have candles everywhere, beautiful diffusers, your bathroom smells like delicious watermelon. Um, but why do you like this company from a financial perspective?
3: Well, actually, as we're recording this episode today, Felicity, I've got my favorite candle going, which is the Glasshouse caramel scent. It's just divine. That sounds edible. So I've moved on from watermelon to to caramel. Caramel,
2: Delicious.
3: (laughs) But still staying in the (laughs) edible smells. But apart from the delicious smelling candles, you know me, Felicity, when I look for a company, my first preference is not overly leveraged companies, right? So dusk is right up my alley, given that the company's balance sheet pretty much has no debt. Call me old-fashioned also, but the company is also highly profitable with EBITDA margins of plus 40% and it has a solid CAGR growth rate. You know, going back to FY17, it's plus 60%. Added bonus, the company is also paying a great dividend, currently around 8% yield.
2: 8% yield for a growth company, that's a lot.
3: It is. So it's definitely still got growth legs to the business, but you know, it's not a new its not a new concept. It's not a new company. It's been around since 2014. Yeah, that's a while. And so the company also is attractive to me as it's got strong management and they have been in the business for a long time. So that's another bonus for me. I also understand the business and I really appreciate their organic and new store growth footprint. For me personally, I've got this rule. I really want to invest in companies that I either understand, have an interest in, or one day want to get more involved in. The company's top line growth rate from established stores is also very impressive And their major growth engine is, as I hinted earlier, their online sales. And that is really accelerating. Driven primarily through the transactions online and conversion rates. So what I mean by that, if you look at their loyalty program, you can see that the repeat customers just keep coming back to consume and purchase more of their products.
2: So I wonder if we looked at their list, whether you'd been one of their number one on the loyalty program. Most likely.
3: (laughs) I'm probably one of their top customers.
2: (laughs) Very good. Now, the company recently reported their full year FY21 numbers in reporting season. So how did they go? Did they beat market expectations?
3: Yeah, they did. So Overall, the results recently reported in August were largely in line with the previous guidance that the company gave. So that's good. FY22 year to date, it did show a small decline though in like-for-like sales of about 11%, but that's not a huge concern because if you compare it to last year, we were beginning in the COVID sort of pandemic world that we live in. The company was really cycling off a bumper, massive comp-for-like sales up 62%. So the actual overall sales growth was a solid result. That was up 47% on -on year-on-year like, which is a report of about 148 million. Like-for-like sales, also up 32%. That's a massive number, right? Double digits. Every day, we'll take that. And comprising of the same store sales, also up 32.9%. The online component, 27%. Total sales being 11.2 million. But if we break down each quarter, what's really interesting about this business and a lot of retail businesses is you normally have, it's quite cyclical, right? So like for like sales growth in Q1 up 4.8%, Q2 up 43.2%, Q3 44.5% and Q4 slightly down 17%.
2: So quick question here, Candace. why did Q2 and Q3 jump so much? Well, if you break down the
3: year, Q2 and Q3, you're really in the holiday Christmas spending season. And in particular, Q3, you're coming off the back of the Christmas holiday period and coming into dusk's biggest sale date, which is actually Mother's Day. So it's really hard to ignore those numbers. And you know the business does generate a lot of its profits in those two typical quarters of the year. I'm personally guilty of shopping online very last minute for a lovely candle and homeware gift for my mum each Mother's Day. Sorry, mum, if you're listening. (laughs) But let's break down the online sales even further because this is where I see really the growth of the business going. So candles for the online sales is representing 33% diffusers and consumables 32% of sales this has been the most impressive business segment that they've got it's actually increased five times in sales since FY17 that's that 66% KGAR growth and the refills so you go out you buy a diffuser you don't want to buy an actual new diffuser to start with you just want to purchase the refills that's representing 14% of total sales and that's a key driver I see going forward and all the rest of the online sales is made up of homewares you know and other products out there
2: so How has Dusk been trading in the market post the FY21 results? And I guess, you know, the most important part to this segment, what share price do you see it getting to in the future?
3: Yeah, well, heading into reporting season, the share price actually did come off But that makes sense to me because it was, you know, during the lockdown measures, for pretty obvious reasons, you saw a decline in foot traffic to all stores, you know, in in all retail areas really of Australia. And therefore, it impacts the market's perspective quite rightly, seeing the current lockdown as a major risk to a lot of retail businesses. So no doubt, you know, continuing COVID-19 pandemic restrictions and lockdowns will put pressure on the share price in the short term because it could, you know, reduce the demand for the products in the physical stores. It may um, put pressure on their their supply chain, for example. But I think with the recent share price pullback that we've seen of late, I actually think this is a buying opportunity for the various reasons I mentioned earlier. You know, just to recap, Dusk is a buy, in my opinion, as it's ideally positioned for long-term growth with a super attractive and large addressable market, which is currently very fragmented. And thereby, it enables the company to gain further market share, which it's already the category leader, to pursue and drive further scale. Dusk is now attractive in my eyes as it's recapitalized for growth. It's got no debt, healthy dividend yield of 8%, management expertise is high, and the risk-reward equation is compelling, in my opinion. And finally, Dusk is currently trading at a discount, so it's looking attractive, roughly 50 to 60% if you compare it to other omni-channel beauty and care products and businesses out there. So think LaVisa, Nick Scarly, and Shaver Shop. Dusk is trading at a discount to these. And you know me, Felicity, I do love buying stocks at a discount to the company's growth outlook or in comparison to what the market's offering. You do love a discount? I mean, who doesn't? And to answer the second part of your question, Share price currently is sitting around $3.20 levels. We have a price target of $3.80, which is an upgrade from the previous guidance of $3.60. And the market consensus is placing it around $3.82. So we're in line with the consensus really out there. So upside potential is, you know, roughly 18 to 20% capital growth from, from where we are now. Fantastic. So that's why I like Dusk as a company but I feel like I've been hogging the microphone at the moment. So I'm going to pass over to you soon, Felicity. But before we do, let's quickly hear from our sponsors. And I promise it'll be worth the 30 second break before we hear Felicity's company.
1: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ,
3: All right, so without any further delay, drum roll please. Felicity, what stock have you brought to the AutoPad?
2: Okay, so my stock today is a company called Nitro Software. Now the code is NTO on the ASX, and this is a buy or a buy more actually in my case, in our case. So the market cap is $715 million, which is considered a small cap. I mean, we consider anything under $1 billion as a small cap and anything under, you know, 250 to $300 million as a micro cap. It's also a part of the All Australian Technology Index, which is super exciting. It
3: is super exciting because as we know, Felicity, anything in the market at the moment that's got to do with tech, SaaS or cloud is super hot at the moment. There's also a great ETF, which gives you access to the tech sector, but we won't go into that today. We'll actually share that in another episode.
2: Exactly. And I'd know as much as we want to, we don't want to give too much away right now in the first episode of our water pad. So let's go back to Nitro. This company was founded in 2005 in Melbourne, Australia by a guy called Sam Chandler, and it's now headquartered in San Francisco in the USA. Nitro engages in the development and provision of document productivity and digital signature software to mid-market and enterprise customers globally. Now, the company is driving digital transformation in organizations across the world. They've also recently rebranded and now operate under three key brands. We have number one, the Nitro PDF Pro, number two, Nitro Sign, and three, the new Nitro productivity platform. Their sales point with this new product is it's an escape from the complexity and expenses of Adobe Acrobat with one intuitive and easy to use solution that combines the power of PDF productivity and e-signing. They should get me on their ads, don't you think? Definitely. I'm sold.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of hinted there, Nitro is a direct competitor to DocuSign and Adobe.
2: Yes, you're exactly right i describe it as if Adobe PDF Productivity Suite and DocuSign e-signing had a child, it would be the Nitro Productivity Platform. What a
3: cute little tech baby that made.
2: Right? So (laughs) cute. They also have really well-known customers, so ExxonMobil, Toyota, and Continental Hotels.
3: Okay, so why do you like the company? And if you could sum it up in a few reasons why, why is it worthy to bring to the AutoPad?
2: Okay, so... I started buying this position when it listed on the ASX in December 2019. It listed an IPO price of $1.72, and it's actually been a fantastic buy ever since. Like all stocks, it did go off a cliff during the COVID crash of 2020 with a low of $0.73, cents. but I saw this as an opportunity to actually buy more of a quality business. I mean, surely e-sign will be even more important now that we're all working from home. You know, we personally actually use NitroSign in the business and love that the package includes unlimited e-signing, and you're not actually charged an exuberant amount per envelope like other competitors. It's also fast and easy to navigate from both a user and client perspective. And their recently acquired PDF pen, which adds the native Mac and iPad and iPhone capability, which is fantastic as I know you use a MacBook computer and we both actually use iPhones. Another really exciting announcement was their integration with Salesforce, which we know is undoubtedly one of the world's leading CRMs. Nitro also has an impressive management, with the CEO having more than 20 years of global technology leadership experience in both Australia and Silicon Valley. He actually started his first company at the age of 16, which I think is even younger than when you started your first business.
3: Yeah, it is. That's very impressive.
2: Right? 16. Gosh, what was I doing at 16? Not starting a business, that's for sure. <laughs> um, they've also got a fantastic executive chairman, Kurt Johnson. He's got public and private company leadership experience, but what really interests me is his strong background in MA, which is your mergers and acquisitions and strategic investments.
3: That's definitely an impressive point because I think for a growth company, right, if you can have management with MA experience and background, that's just gonna sing praises to the company because they will always have their eyes and ears open for a new acquisition to, you know, accelerate the growth.
2: Exactly. And I think that was reflected in the acquisition of PDF pen, right? So I think from a valuation perspective as well, Nitro continues to represent good value, trading on a FY21 EV revenue multiple of nine point six times. Now if you compare that to its US peers, DocuSign and Adobe, they're trading on multiples of 30 times and 20 times respectively.
3: I love the sound of that. That's definitely a discount to the big guys. Okay, and how did the company stack up in the recent earnings expectation? What are some of the key highlights that you saw in the FY21 results?
2: Nitro has delivered solid first half 21 results with better than expected revenues the first half 21 revenue of $24.1 million, which is 27% year-on-year, was actually 6% better than we forecasted due to stronger perpetual maintenance and support revenue. Now, the ARR, or annual reoccurring revenues, were in line with our expectations, which grew an impressive 66% year-on-year. Further, the first half revenue, are approximately 50% of the midpoint of FY21 revenue guidance, which actually puts Nitro in a strong position to deliver potentially even at the upper end of the current 47 to 49 full year range. The company's also cashed up with a net cash of $38.6 million, which will actually soon drop to $33 million post the $6 million that we paid for PDF pen in the second half of 21. Yep. But still, that is a strong balance sheet. Now, I know you like that. I do. But we don't have any 8% dividends with Nitro. Now, the key risks are failure to deliver an ARR, growth expectations, failure to achieve expected long-term margins, you know, competitive responses from dominant category vendors such as Adobe and DocuSign, potentially a broader tech rotation risk may also impact short-term sentiment. Not that we think that's going to really happen at this point.
3: No, exactly. Because I think that final point is really a minor risk, given the fact that we are nearly 18 months into this pandemic world, you've really changed behavioral patterns and the way we, you know, work and uh, play from home. Definitely. And these products are now totally segmented into our daily lives. So looking ahead, Felicity, what's in store for the company and what share price do you potentially seeing Nitro getting to?
2: Well, we recently increased our twelve-month price target from four dollars twenty to four dollars thirty-five. Now, our price target is based on a ten-year discounted cash flow analysis, which is your DCF. Now, that assumes terminal revenue of two hundred million, an adjusted EBITDA margin of thirty percent, a terminal enterprise value and free cash flow multiple of twenty times, and a discount rate of eight percent. And I think we'll have to bring in in another episode how we actually value, you know, businesses and and get to the- those price targets. But that being said, it's quickly maturing into a globally relevant ASX-listed enterprise software vendor a tough act to follow, honestly, in such a short space of time. Now, the current share price is floating around the $3.25 levels. Consensus price target is actually a little bit higher than Shaws; It's $4.40. So it's approximately 33% upside from our current prices and about 34.4% upside from Consensus. So just to recap, Dusk and Nitro are both buys in our opinion. And I guess this brings us to a very important investment philosophy that we actually really like to use or buy the companies that we're invested in. So for example, Candice likes to buy a lot of candles and diffusers, and we're actually using NitroSign every day in our everyday business, and we understand how fantastic it is. So with that in mind, both Nitro and Dusk are screaming buys.
3: Exactly. And I think, you know, to add to your point even further, it's because you have a vested interest in the company at the end of the day. When you go out and buy shares on the ASX or or Wall Street, wherever it is, you're buying a small stake in a business. So it just makes sense in our opinion to really understand the business and have an interest in it because you're more likely to follow the news and the share price and make adjustments to the portfolio when you need to.
2: Definitely. And the more candles you buy, the higher the revenues will be with Dusk and the more that we sign. Actually, I think we've already been on a free trial with Nitro and we're actually going to sign up to the official you know, paid version. Um, so we're actually going to contribute to the revenues as well. And that's
3: another business model that I think is really accelerating. It wasn't around, right? In the last 10 years, we had no concept of the freebie model. Spotify do it, Disney do it. A lot of the platforms suck you into their ecosystem for free and then you realize how great their product is and you want to unlock more of their products and suites by purchasing the product. So that's really clever. A hundred percent. Well, that's a wrap on our very first Autopad episode. We hope you enjoyed it. What we plan to do is track our order pad and add in each stock that we mention on the show so that we can continually check in with the share price and see how the companies are going.
2: And remember, although we are financial advisors, please note the investments mentioned in today's episodes do not constitute as personal financial advice. As always, you should seek professional advice before making any financial or investment decisions. But if we did spark your interest and you want to find out more, please get in contact with either Candace or I. Our details are in the show notes below.
3: We also want to say a big thank you to all of our new listeners. We've been overwhelmed with the incredible response so far. We've got some fantastic interviews coming up in the next few months and we can't wait to share these conversations with you. Come follow us on Instagram, send us an email, send me your favourite candle in the mail and we'd really appreciate your five-star rating and review on your podcast player
2: but please make sure all gifts are under $300 in value because we don't want to have to report it on the financial advisor register. I
3: mean, that's a lot of candles. It is a lot of candles.
0: All right. Well, until next time. I river dirty. Talk money to me as a product of Equity Mates Media. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Equity Mates gives listeners access to information and educational content provided by a range of financial service professionals. It is not intended as a substitute for professional finance, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of Talk Money to Me are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Equitymates Media does not operate under an Australian Financial Services Licence and relies on the exemption available under the Corporations Act 2001 in respect of any information or advice given. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from the podcast. For more information, head to the disclaimer page on the Equity Mates website where you can find the ASIC resources and find a registered financial professional near you. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media and the host of Talk Money to Me acknowledge the traditional custodians and country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today.